So if you don't like your picture taken, I say you should get your picture taken a lot. (laughs) 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 And start telling yourself how much you love the way you look. The voice you just heard belongs to model and actor Ethan Karchner. Hi, my name is Ethan Karchner, and I am an actor and model. And that sounded like there was maybe a third thing yeah. coming. <laughs> no, I was like, maybe there's another thing, but I don't know. We'll keep it. We'll see where it, where else it goes. You play your cards kind of close to the best of the moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially after you know, like lots of auditions and you know, still learning. You know, still learning what 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 I'm capable of and what I'm not. Oh, I like. I like that you look at things as like a learning process. Yeah. Who joined me to talk about modeling, including posing, self-care, self-esteem, industry expectations, not hating getting your photo taken, and when you call yourself an artist. I'm your host, Liz Christensen, and it's all in the telling. I met Ethan Karchner this previous summer on the set of a documentary film and was drawn to his professionalism and personality. He's a genuine guy with a lot of talent. We talked about work and I knew I wanted to interview him for this fall. I'm delighted to bring our conversation to you. Let's go back to that interesting thing he dropped in the intro where he almost added something after introducing himself as an actor and a model. What's that third thing? I, um... I'm I'm getting better at singing, for example. I, I'm starting to take singing lessons and uh, I have really enjoyed it so far. Can I ask who you're taking singing lessons from? Yeah, her name is Allie Christensen. Um, she is she graduated from BYU as a vocal performance major and um, yeah, she's great. Just to satisfy my own curiosity, tell me what has to happen? What's the like little check mark on the box before that introduction becomes, hi, I'm Ethan Karchner, and I'm an actor and a model and a singer? And yeah, and, and a, an artist, a singer. Um, <clears throat> I think I would need the validation of being in a production, like a musical okay. or, or some kind of, yeah, some kind of production where I'm singing on stage in front of an audience. I think I could walk away feeling like I have earned a title like that. That makes me want to dive right into how you call yourself a model because it's a little different than that. In what way? Well, the way that you've told me the story before, and I'm going to have you tell it again, you just decided, right, that you were a model? You're just like, I am. (laughs) Yeah, but that came with um, quite a bit of experience. Like there there were... photo shoots, several photo shoots that had happened before I came to a point where I said, no one's actually going to say, Ethan, you're a model. Like I just needed to start saying it. And, and I felt a little bit fraudulent for that for, for months, like, well, well over months, you know, I was like, am I still okay to say that I'm a model? I don't know, (laughs) but I'm going to do it. And I I feel like with singing, there, there is some kind of, uh, proof that you have to you have to kind of prove yourself right you can't be like i'm a singer but i'm not going to sing for you but i am you know so if i I was like okay get up and model right now you'd be like okay but if i was like get up and sing right now you'd be like "Mm." (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) that's that's the that's the checkbox like are you willing to do it like 
with that much notice. Yeah, like in, like an impromptu singing. And I could sing a little bit, but modeling, I've done it so many times that I'm like, well, let me show you some poses that like, here's some go-to poses. And I could feel very comfortable doing that and saying, here's things that people could look out for. If you want to look more photogenic in photos, here's three things that will will automatically make you look more photogenic oh, or things like that. I have to say these out loud so we can come back to them. There's there's three things for me that we're going to talk about. We're going to do the like the more in-depth version of the story about how you became a model. Um, I want to know the three things that we can do to look more photogenic. And then we have to come back to this idea of impromptu uh, perform for me right now. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, the three things that we can do to look more photogenic. Let's do that one first. Okay. This, again, this is modeling according to Ethan Karchner because this is what I've observed over the years of modeling. And it's interesting because you get photos back and you're like, oh, that looks really weird. Or like, man, I thought I was looking real fly. You know, I was like, I was in the mood. I was in the 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 motion of model. You feel like you're really good. And then you realize there's just certain aspects and principles of modeling that that don't change. <laughs> so number one, if you can accentuate your neck, that is always better. And a lot of times, um, I think in, in photos, we, I don't know, we do weird things with our head to try to avoid like a double chin or like the lighting or try to hide it. If, if we feel like our nose is too big, we'll try to, you know, we'll, we'll do like weird things with our head. And if we're not careful, we cover up our neck and then we just look like no neck monsters <laughs> with, I mean, it's like our shoulders into our chin, you know, and it looks awkward. So anything that you can do to accentuate your neck is always more flattering. By accentuate, are we talking a little bit like, like standing up tall, looking like, uh, I'm, I've got giraffe imagery going on is what yeah. I'm saying. Like, is that good? Absolutely. I I always explain it like you have a string pulling your head up, like it's going through your head and like a puppeteer is like pulling up through you. So it's really going to like elongate, you know, the way that your chin sits and your neck, you know, and it doesn't mean that you're looking up. You still look natural. You know, your chin is still like in a neutral place, but your neck is, is showing. And it, turns out it's actually quite complicated you know especially when you turn you have all these different poses in modeling or in photo shoots where you may be you may be laying down or you may be asked to be like looking behind you and you have to cheat to the camera and and so any way that you can really like lift the neck out like pulling those shoulders down elongating the neck and then positioning your head in a place that's going to allow your neck to be seen is very flattering. Now, number two to go along with that is accentuating your jawline. So like like jutting it out a little or? Yeah, probably jutting it out a little bit. Yeah. And, and just finding angles that are going to show off your jawline. Okay. Like tilt. Yeah, just like a tilt and a, a jut and tilt. Mm, yeah. I'm like, no one can see this, but I'm over here while he's talking. <laughs> We're looking at each other, and I probably look so ridiculous because I'm like elongate my neck and like jump my jaw and like tilt it, and I can just I'm gonna be playing with my selfies for the next couple of weeks with these things. Absolutely, <laughs> I I hope you do, and it it's, it does take just a little bit of practice. Um, number three. Number three. Okay. Um, th- your eyes tell 
so much about what's what's happening. Um, okay, sorry, I'm actually going to go back. I don't actually don't like that tip. You don't want to make that one of your three tips? No. Okay. I mean, there's rejected. There's something, okay, re, <laughs> I'm <laughs> rejecting. I'm I'm retracting my my third tip. I'm actually going to say it has to do with body posture. Um, and it's different for men and women. I'm a male model, so it's like my way of moving is very different than women. Women, you tend to be up on your toes a lot. It's just very dainty. It's going to look a little bit more feminine. Um, guys, because we naturally want to look a little bit more domineering and, and powerful, we're going to square our shoulders and find ways that like that make our hip look smaller. So we'll get the kind of that tr- that natural triangle. So broad shoulders, small waist, and then feet apart. So standing. Yeah, like a strong stance. Yeah, kind of a strong, like, like you're combat, right? You're ready to fight or something. So those are just three very basic things that you just check. You know, you're like, how's my neck? Where's my jawline? What is my body saying when I stand like this? And most of the time you're not noticing. So your body's just like in whatever position it is to be comfortable and just, you know, maybe like shift your shoulders a little bit or, you know, put your seat back a little bit. So Okay. So um, bouncing back to the impromptu thing um because i get this sometimes as sometimes as an actress um i don't introduce myself much as a singer so i get it less as a singer because it just drove me nuts people be like oh act right now or like sing right now or do people do that to you as a model yeah absolutely right now yeah it's it's so odd because you're like well, I mean, a lot has to do with lighting, you know, and like your prop and your set. You know, it's like you, you've got a, you've got a, you've got your space that you're gonna model in, and so sometimes when when people are like, well, like if you're a real model, just model for me. You're like, what what do you do? And you're like, I, okay, <laughs> <laughs> with with none of my tools, context, or like, <laughs> yes, yeah, so like just raw, like stand up there and model. The other funny thing is that modeling is less about posing and more about moving because movement makes a photo look more natural. And so modeling is more of a dance than anything. And and the more you can move, I mean, you're not like pop, lock and dropping up there, you know, but it, but you're, you're, you're finding a, a, a cadence with how you move. And it all has to do with the theme. It has to do with what you're trying to portray because with acting, you get a couple seconds to really drive your your point home. You know, you get to walk across the the screen. You get to furrow your eyebrows. You get to yell, or you get to, you know, give a "I love you," or you know, like you get a moment to kind of give your, you know, prove yourself. With modeling, you have one shot, and that is it. And so, there really is a talent in finding. How is every part of your body telling a story and, and and what needs to be happening in that moment so that someone can see a still image and say, oh, wow, I want to, I want to, wait, I want to look at that. What is he saying? What, you know, what's happening here? And that's, that's what's really intriguing about modeling for me. It's, it's less about looking really handsome or, or, you know, really good looking. I mean, definitely there's always that aspect of like, yeah, you want to look nice, but more than anything, you want to tell a story. And 
the way to do that is to kind of run through movements until you hit one one shot that's like there it is the eyes are there the smile is there the the frown is there the flex is there you know I want to chase that before we go into how you got into this industry. Um, And maybe this is really reductive. So feel free to make it. uh, Don't don't simplify it just based on the way that I'm asking. Okay. (laughs) But um, does that mean that I should move continuously while someone's taking photos of me? I'm thinking about like people who go get their family photos or their engagement photos or just like some fun photo shoot with their friends like. Do I move consistently? Do I move and hear a click and then move again? And like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. How does that functionally work? How does that translate? Well, I will tell you that there are different types of modeling and family pictures. Probably not the place for everyone to be interpretive dancing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and hoping to catch the right moment, you know, the wind through the hair. Um, but certainly when the, when it is like a... A, a photo shoot for a company or when you're portraying a certain product there there is a strategy behind it you know like how are we going to execute this and it's up to the model my job as a model is to give the photographer poses and um so there so it, it definitely varies i mean if you're going for family pictures it's hard to capture everyone at the right moment. You know, it's just the fact of everyone having their eyes open is a little bit of a miracle. You're like, everybody just, you know, and not look like you're going to kill someone, you know, like <laughs> just naturally keep your eyes open, right? Or natural smile. So, you know, that that's pretty, you know, basic and I shouldn't say basic, but more simplified as opposed to a, a corporate photo shoot where I'll just give an example. I mean, if I'm modeling headphones there's several ways you could really go through that. You know, that you see those, those, um, what is it like Apple, the iTunes, that, that kind of imagery. I mean, when I say iTunes or when I say like AirPods, you can immediately imagine like the black silhouette with that bright background and the girl flipping her hair. Right. Yeah. And so there's, there, that was definitely a strategy of like, there's movement there. Someone is moving. They are enjoying music. They're living their best life. And that's the message they're trying to send, you know. And so as a model, you want to execute their vision for that and say, I need to move it. Do I need to flip my hair? Do I need to move my arm? You know, like, and that's where that movement comes in because you can't fake that. You can't, you can't hold your arm out and, and make it look, or rarely can you make it look like you're spinning. You just got to spin. And that's when the photographer goes, snap, 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 you know, and then like one of those 15 photos is the right image. So you're responsible for the poses, but they communicate to you like the the brand concept or? Absolutely. Is that once you're on set or do you get like some advance notice to think that through? <laughs> it, it definitely depends on the client. I think a lot of times... Um, you will know the wardrobe. So they say, come prepared with this wardrobe or we will have this wardrobe for you. I like to do a little research on the company beforehand to just know what does their branding look like? What is their marketing? What has their marketing been? Is there even a marketing that, you know, maybe this is like a 
an exodus project where they're like, we've never done marketing and we're just going to kind of try out. And so that's where you really get to be creative and just give them fun stuff, you know, and, and the more movement you give, usually they're like, wow, we just love what's happening. Keep doing whatever you're doing. Or other times it's a very, um, like structured fit. Like they've done it for years. They know what works. And so they will direct you through that. They're like, you know, we want your foot placement like this. You know, I, I did a kind of an athletic company a little bit ago and they were very structured on how they wanted me to be posed. Certainly athletic, but they're like, you're going to be doing a midfoot strike and not a heel strike because that's just going to look better. Like they, they already knew what they wanted. Um, so it definitely depends on the, on the client, but absolutely. I practice all the time in front of the mirror as vain as that sounds. That's what modeling takes. And it's super fun to mess around with poses and, 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 and making sure that you're prepared to come on set with the right kind of movements and, and mindset. So I imagine this is of course a full length mirror that oh, you're practicing absolutely, with. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. From the ground to the top to make sure your, your feet don't look weird. You're not pigeon toed. Your knees aren't coming in. Your waist looks okay. All the way up to your, your hair. On an athletic, physical fitness, mechanical level. Um, like, do you, do you find yourself like getting sore or having to do make shapes that your body's like, no, that's not something we're going to do for more than five seconds? You know what I mean? Absolutely. That is another part of modeling that people, I, I think, don't think about very often because you – it's it, sometimes it's not a lot of moving, moving. And sometimes it's like sit that way but look at the camera like this way. And when your head is turned that way, you're like, oh, man, I got to, like, take a little break. Or, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I can't think of, like, exact examples, but I have certainly most of the time run into situations where they're like, just hold that. You know, and you're like, okay, I'm going to try my very best. <laughs> Maybe, like, turn the shutter speed up a little bit because, like, I don't know if I can, like, hit that every time, you know. So you'd, like twist and like touch the ground, you know, or whatever you're, whatever they're making you do. The other thing is it's really awesome when directors will take the, will be cognizant of the model because sometimes they don't, you know, they're, they're working with so much equipment and settings and sometimes they'll, they'll leave the model in a position that is uncomfortable while they're like talking to their producer or somebody or they're making some joke and you're like, hi, excuse me, like, <laughs> I'm stuck over here. Yeah, yeah like, think. can I go get a drink of water if you're just going to, like, just be, like, taking your five-minute break, you know, and sometimes they don't communicate that all the time. And so it's really awesome when your photographer is a little bit more cognizant of the model. You know, like, okay, just a second, I'm going to I'm gonna change some settings. Go ahead and relax. <sighs> Thank you, you know. And then obviously when, they, when, when they're back up and they say, okay, we're ready to shoot, you're right back in that position and you do your best to hold it. You know, your quads may be shaking, you know, your, your arms a little heavy, but you do your best. What are your go-to regimens or like, uh, needs for taking care of yourself so that you're ready for a shoot and like also recovering after? The, the self-care routine has definitely been a work in progress. 
I think when I first started modeling, I was like, I had the same mindset of everyone else. Like, oh, you just have to look nice. Like you just have to have nice skin and a decent physique, you know, like, and then that's it. But absolutely, the list has grown. So let me start with like sleeping. You just got to sleep well because you need to look nice. You can't have bags under your eyes. You can't look like you got two hours of sleep the night before. You can't show up drunk. You can't, you know, look a little haggard. So um, definitely sleeping well is is part of that. The other piece that I would say I'd never had a clue about but learned was skincare. Did anyone know that was a thing? Well, I mean, before thirties, like <laughs> as as a female, yes. But I think that that's like a pressure, cultural pressure thing. So yeah. yes, but <laughs> I love that. I, I, I feel like that. for men, we just don't get brought up with the the idea of of like, you should put moisturizer on, or you should put sunscreen on when you go outside. You know, and I didn't learn about that until like twenty seven or twenty eight, when I was like, moisturizer. What's that? What do you do with it? Like, <laughs> what is it? What? And uh, so that was a that was a huge learning experience. Is like washing your face morning and night, and putting moisturizer on, and putting sunscreen on when you go outside. Um, even in the winter, I'll just point that out there because you get sunburned in the winter. Um, I I remember is very specific. <laughs> moment I was on set for a for a feature film and the makeup artist said did you wash your face this morning and I said no and she was like okay honey I'm gonna need you to wash your face every morning and night because it makes the job of the makeup artist much easier they just have like a nice canvas to start with and ever since then like I had rarely washed my face before then but I just remember thinking I'm going to make that a daily thing. And and the more I looked into skincare, I was like, oh yeah, you should be washing your face every night, you know, because you sleep on your pillow and night after night after night, I mean, you you wake up with certain greases and you go to bed with all that sweat that from exercising or just being out and about and touching things. Um, and so skincare was just one of those things where I was like, I'm going to invest in a good brand. Um, and that's just something that I've I've felt like I've needed to do. So Every morning and night, brushing teeth, flossing, wash my face, and moisturizer. Like, that's just how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you got as the, like, uh, the musts? Um, part of that, like, brushing your teeth, you, you should probably be, you know, taking good, you need to have good hygiene. Um, hair is one of the things that, like, I, I feel like I've got a pretty strong head of hair. Um, but I've been training myself not to wash my hair as much so it doesn't get as greasy. Um, so I, I, I think just like basic hygiene skills and some things you can't avoid like acne. I know like it's, it just pops up at the most random times. Or if you're a teenager, that's just the time of life that you have acne, you know, um, and, and you have you know, makeup, but I, again, makeup tends to clog your pores. And so making sure that you wash that all off and moisturize and just making sure that you're keeping your skin very healthy. The other part that I would say is exercise. And for me, that does miracles. I think for most people, it it makes them feel really on top of the world and healthy. But for me, it's just been something that I've always needed to do to like maintain good mental health, 
and and to feel good, I have to exercise. Um, and now that I do that full time, it's much easier. But when I had a full time job, you really have to make it a priority, and it was not always easy. And I, you know, I I can imagine with kids, you don't always get that luxury. <laughs> so I know sometimes it's a struggle, but I I have to exercise. That's just something that makes me happy, makes me feel like I can function and take on life. It will probably always be something I'll need to prioritize. Um, good skincare and sleep, 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 like <laughs> seven to nine hours every night if you can. I love it. Um, all right. Let's talk about how you got into this industry because I, <clears throat> I enjoy this story very much. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, where to begin? So modeling has always been something that I have been in, intrigued with. Um, part of it was the vanity. Like certainly there, there's always like the, the, the fame, the attention, you're like, wow, being a male model just sounds cool. You know, why wouldn't you want to be a male model? But, um, more than that, I guess I was just drawn to it because I, I, I loved, um, that creative part of, of photography. And I remember I was, um, in my young twenties and I was reading articles about how to become a model. <laughs> and, you know, there's nothing really professional out there. It's just more of like blocks, like, oh yeah, I was a model for GQ and like blah, 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 you know? And I don't feel like I had a great idea of how to be a, become a model, but more than anything, I was just very nervous about what my family would think. And so I kind of kept it under wraps. It was always almost this, like this thing that I divulged it. You know, I was like, it was always something I indulged in, I, I guess. It was just something that I like thought about a lot and be like, what would that look like if I was a model? You know, like what would my family think? But um, I, I never really got into it because I, I was just nervous about, you know, what people think. And granted, with modeling comes a lot of um, connotations. I won't say negative or positive, but <laughs> I think people have everyone has ideas of what modeling is. And to some people, it's really bad. And other people, it's like, cool. That sounds fun. Um, I think my family was on the, that sounds really bad side. <laughs> and um, so I, my first experience, I, I had kind of thought about it, but just was like, no, it's never something I like will ever get to do. Um, sounds fun, but I got to like think of something real, like a real career, you know, something that will actually make money. I was at college. I think I was like a sophomore. And I remember uh, <laughs> seeing posters for an art class. They needed models for their their head drawing class and their figure drawing class, which at this college, they, they weren't allowed to do nude um, like figure drawings. And so you'd wear nude colored underwear or for women, you know, they'd have like bras and like panties that were like nude colored, Right. So I remember feeling really nervous, but I was like, I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to go in there and sign up. And, um, I did and things went well. I mean, it would pay terrible. And I sat there for three hours as people did pretty terrible drawings of my face and body. You know, it was like some proportions were just off, you know, there was just a learning experience for everyone. And uh, from then, I, I mean, it didn't really go anywhere from there. 
And it was nice, it was fun, but I just never thought about it again until I had transferred schools and um, I was doing an internship for the wellness program. And part of our, our curriculum for the wellness program was to set up a booth at, at, the, at the school fair. And this is where all the clubs come out, you know, and they all promote their club. And, you know, you got the chess club, you got the swimming team, you do everyone's out there doing the thing. Well, so it was my shift and I'm, you know, sitting at the table and I'm just like talking to people. Well, so I get a break and I said, well, I'm going to go, you know, circle around the fair and just going to see like what's out there. So I start going around and I see this table and I see a sign called the modeling club. And I like suddenly am struck with fear and excitement and anxiety. Like, I don't even know how to describe it, but I just was like (laughs) petrified, stopped in my tracks. And I was like, I don't even dare go over there because what if someone saw me like be interested in the modeling club? That would be so embarrassing. Um, And so it took, I mean, I probably, you know, did the the awkward thing where I'm like eyeballing the table and like, you know, shuffling over there, but shuffling over here, you know, like talking to people, but totally not interested, just like trying to gain the courage to go step up to the modeling club table. Through that experience, I, you know, I, I get up there and I talked to the girl. She wasn't even interested. She like, wasn't, she was like chewing gum and was on her phone. She was like, yeah, sign your name here if you want to sign up. And so I like quickly, you know, bend down, grab a pen, write my name, write my phone number. And I'm like, I am out of there. Like I was so scared someone would have seen me, but I get an email like the next week saying, Hey guys, like you're on this email list because you expressed interest. And I reluctantly showed up to that first meeting and met other people that were there for the modeling club and made some great friends. And I think that's where it really started was I got exposure practicing modeling with different lighting, different props, different themes. Um, and, and from there you start having people reach out to you and say, Hey, you've got a great look. You know, I'm a photographer. Would you want to shoot? I will say most of the time was trade for, for years. Probably I didn't get paid. Um, rarely did I get paid because I just didn't feel like I, I could expect that. I was like, I, modeling is not something you can get paid to do. That was my mindset. You just can't, it's not, it's not possible. Um, and that is when, you know, finally where I kind of got sick of doing trade work and, and thought I'm actually, I feel like I'm, I'm giving photographers more than they are giving me. You know, I was working with a lot of like beginning photographers and even like inter- intermediate photographers, but you, you, you would, um, do mood boards. You find photo inspiration on Pinterest and Google, you know, and you're like, I would love to execute something like that. And you find out executing a project is much harder than just shooting it. Cause a lot of times you think you can just show up and, you know, shoot, but turns out the images you're seeing on Pinterest has an entire team. You know, they've got a studio, they've spent three hours setting up the lighting. They have a makeup artist, they have a wardrobe stylist, they have a hairstylist, you know, they, they have all these people all working on this one person to make this image really come together. And that's where the, where traction started to pick up. And I said, okay, I want to start, you know, what do I need to do to get to that point? Where are the photographers that shoot like this? Like I'm done shooting with student photographers and people who do photography as a hobby. 
I want someone who does it as a career. From that point, I think you just kind of network. And I think once you build it at a good reputation, people start saying, oh, if you need a male model, Ethan Karchner is your guy. Like he's professional. He shows up on time. He comes prepared. He knows what he's doing. He's nice. He doesn't have a, an attitude, an ego. You know, and, and if, if you approach it that way, you're much more likely to get farther than someone who thinks they are the bee's knees, the hottest thing that's ever walked the earth, and no one can tell them what to do. How did that moment of choice of being like, I'm done with trade work, how does that line up with the timeline of you calling yourself a model? What came first? Interesting. Um, I haven't thought about that. I would, I would say looking for paid work came first. And then after a couple of those experiences, after getting paid a couple of times, I was like, I don't know if this is okay, but I'm going to start saying I'm a male model <laughs> and marketing myself that way. And I, and it was one of those moments where you like the first time you do it, you kind of look behind your back, like, did some, like, is that okay? Does like someone going to catch me? You know, like you don't know if it's, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're like tricking people or, you know, if like, if you're stepping out of line and come to find out no one is, you know, I think the main thing is having the confidence to, to be like, I've studied, I've studied this out. I know what I'm doing. I know that I can show up and give them what they want. And that's the most important thing. And so whether you have a year of experience, if you're just starting out, or if you are with an agency and I've been on, you know, a hundred plus shoots, it, a lot of it comes down to confidence. So what do you see as the future for you in this career? Because most people think modeling as a, as a job has a shelf life, right? Yeah. I would say I, I've got another... 15 years in me with modeling and you can model well, you know, in, in until you're older. Um, I will say this, that the modeling industry is really hard on women and men, men, but mostly women. And I, I feel like their career as a model does have a shelf life because you turn 25, you start seeing little wrinkles around the eyes and they're like, we don't want you. <laughs> and I, and, and it's so interesting to be in an industry where it's like an industry that feeds me, but I hate the culture, you know, because, you know, you hate what it does to society. But yet here I am as a model, like being Photoshopped and, and, and making a living out of it and promoting the kind of the, the same thing that really can hurt people and their, their self-esteem. Um, I would say, though, I think I try to keep it real, you know, as real as possible. I try not to use filters when I, um, like, post casual photos on, on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, and that's hard because filters, man, they make you look good. Um, but I have a million photos that have already been edited, you know. And so I think people are more willing to, like, hear you out and to... um follow you and to and to kind of have an interest in your life if they can see that you're not some perfected photo and that they can see the behind the scenes of the progress of how to get to a photo you know that sometimes you have bad skin days and you're like 
don't look great or don't have good hair, you're like, don't look the best. Um, and, and I think that's reassuring for society to be like, oh, he's a model, but he looks like that, you know, or he looks like that sometimes. And that's okay. Um, for men, they have a little bit of a longer shelf life in modeling because having wrinkles is, is kind of sexy. You know, it's like rugged, you, you know, it's, it's, you're a man. And, um, so you find models well into their forties that are still doing very well. Um, so I expect to model, you know, for the rest of my life. I, I think a lot of it has to do with diligence as well. I mean, you need old men too for models, you know, they're not all 21 with a great physique and beautiful skin and straight teeth. You know, it's like they need all types of people. And I think the industry is getting better and better and better at representing more people. Uh, and, and I'm all for that. And so that's why I say, you know, when I talk about modeling, people say, oh, I can never be a model. Like I'm not as good looking as that person or like I can never. And, I, and to me, that just doesn't carry weight because what companies are finding is if they want, if they want business, they need to represent everyone. And that includes thicker people. That includes skinny people. That includes people with lots of freckles or lots of wrinkles or acne or scars. You know, it's just part of humanity to have those kind of flaws. And I think modeling is, the modeling industry is a little slow to get there, but we're getting better at representing more and more demographics. What is your um, piece of encouragement for anybody? I actually want to ask you that twice. I want a piece of encouragement for people who want to go into modeling or encouragement or advice. And um, an encouragement advice for people who just don't want to hate having their picture taken. Wow. Yeah. You do run into that a lot. For me, it's so natural that I'm like, can I get a picture with you? And they're like, oh, I hate getting my picture. Don't like, don't, don't take a picture with me. And I'm like, what? You know, and I need to be cognizant because I'm in front of the camera a lot, you know, so it's like not a big deal for me. I'm like, I know my facial expressions. I would say, so number one, for those who want to get into modeling, I would say start practicing posing and start practicing dancing. Like you, you, you got to find how your body moves and works. And I would say, start researching it. Like it sounds such a, like such a trivial hobby or career, you know, it's like modeling. What about it? You know, just go out there and model, you know, but if you want to really model, I would say study, start looking at, um, one great influencer. I would suggest her name is Coca Roca. And, um, she's a big time model. She's a mom. She's in her forties, but she still models all the time. And she is the queen of movement. She knows how to make images look just on fire. And so I like start looking at pictures that speak to you and try to replicate that. What is, what is your neck doing? What is you, what are your wrists doing? Are your wrists soft? Are they tense? Are they straight? Are they bent? What are your fingers? How do you manage your hands? I think a lot of people, a lot of beginning models have a hard time knowing what to do with their hands. You know, they're like, they're just awkward. They're just like, just 
doormat just like laying by their side or it's they're doing some pterodactyl claw you know it's like you know so start practicing what do you do with your hands when you don't know what to do with them how do you touch your face what are your eyes doing what what kind of expressions can you do and start start working with that you know open your mouth growl you know put your tongue between your lips and figure out you know what what looks good and what doesn't um that's all kind of part of the process and it's fun and so have (laughs) fun with it you know for those who don't love getting their picture taken, um, I think that comes from a little bit of self-love um, and and some self-care. And for a long time, I was in that stage. There were there's parts of me where I'm like, that's not marketable. I hate that about myself. I hate that about my face. And come to find out, that is the best part of you. The things that you may hate, I think a lot of other people just find it very remarkable and unique. For example, I have a little bit of a bigger nose. And for years, I would even say decades, I hated my nose. I hated my profile. I just would do everything in my power to make sure that like my nose was hidden. And come to find out, I mean, I don't think anything has changed I haven't gotten a nose job. I mean, I know nothing has changed. <laughs> In fact, it's probably my nose has probably just gotten bigger. But <laughs> I I've just kind of fallen in love with with my nose. And that has come from decades of trying to force that to go away. And over time I just had to accept it and be like, that is what makes Ethan Karchner Ethan Karchner. Like that's just it's it's manly and it fits my face and I just had to keep telling myself that it's okay I love my nose I love what it does for my body and before you knew it I'm like I don't mind profile pictures anymore because that's just who Ethan Karshner is that big schnauzer and I love it and it's and it's still mark you know it's still fine it's still you know it's not anything distracting so I would just say words of affirmation and just work on loving loving who you are and and the the flaws that you have because I think nobody really I don't think anyone notices the things that you notice. Thank you to my guest Ethan Karchner. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it's so lovely to have you in my studio and chat with you and thank you so much for letting me interview you. Thank you. This has been <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Keep In The Telling commercial-free by supporting the show on Patreon. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Find out more about In The Telling at lizzylizzyliz.com. Theme music by Gordon Vitas. In The Telling is hosted and produced by me, Liz Christensen. Thank you so much for listening.